This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and joining us here, soon-to-be graduate, Grace Harmon. When is graduation day? It's coming up, like two weeks, Grace? Uh, yeah, about 10 days from now, Saturday the 21st. So you're having a big party, and, and we're all invited, right? <laughs> Talk to my parents about that one. <laughs> I'm just teasing Yeah, David and Matt, uh, I'm trying to think, David invited us. He had a little gathering when he, he finished up. But Matt, um, did Matt have a party? I don't think so. I'm I didn't just... get invited if you did. <laughs> I, did. I didn't get invited to either one. So uh, David went to Tanner's, one of our proud sponsors. By the way, this segment of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by our good friends at Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill. See how I did that? I kind of yeah. set up. That is a segue right. of the pros right there. Get into Tanner's Sports Bar <laughs> and Grill. Watch all the NFL action. Navy Army's on. A lot of college basketball uh, locations in Omaha and Lincoln. Now it's time for the mailbag, Grace. What do you have to lead us off with? All right. Well, when can we expect Nebraska's recruiting class to fill up before, during, or after the first National Signing Day? So it'll be mostly full, I, I believe, here in the, the early signing day. Um, you know, I think the target number is probably 2021. And then, you know, they, they kind of give yourself, uh, you know, give yourself a handful of spots to, to sign some late guys that aren't going to be, um, you know, going through with things transfer until February portal. and then to leave a couple for the transfer portal. But yeah, I think the, the majority of the class will be locked up here on December 18th. Yeah. They're at 15, at least as of uh, Wednesday and you know, they have 26 spots that includes transfer portal though, too. So um, what Nate, you think about 20, we'll talk about this later in the show, yeah. but, but they'd like to be about maybe 20 ish low 20, uh, by, by signing day. Yeah. I think 20 is probably that target number. It could be, you know, give or take a couple, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, that would be kind of ideal there to be right around 20. All right. Do you see any departures on the coaching staff happening this year? I mean, it, that's a question we've been asked a lot. Um, I don't think you'll see anything. If anything happens, it's going to happen kind of like Mike Dawson a year ago where all of a sudden a guy will be announced for a new job elsewhere and he'll be moving on. Um, but I, I think the window – I mean, I, I just don't see Co Coach Frost just outright firing a guy um, in that manner. We've seen co college coaches do that already around college football, and they've done it immediately after their season ended. Texas did it. South Carolina did it. Um, I mean, you go down the line, Northwestern fired their coordinator on offense, longtime Fitzgerald coach. Um, but I, I think, you know, you will probably see another round of firings um, around college football or movement, at least after the February signing day. But everybody is so cautious right now because you're very close to that December signing day. Yeah, I think that's kind of the, the holdup right now. And plus, I mean, you're still kind of in the turnover stage where um, you know, there's still multiple job openings even um, needing to be filled. So, I mean, the, the window, I think, is going, going to go beyond, uh, obviously, this month and probably on into, into January after the season wraps up and after the NFL season wraps up. Because uh, that's when that carousel finally starts to to slow down a little bit, and you know if it happens, it happens. But uh, continuity, I know, is extremely important to this to Scott Frost and, and to his staff. And for a team that you know shuffled through position coaches left and right every other year, um, some stability, as much as you know, some fans want to have somebody to blame, uh, might not be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I'm not expecting any. Um, and I'm not saying it won't happen or, or that someone won't leave for a different job or whatever, but I'm not expecting it. Um, now, and you could see uh, some things. There's always a little bit of movement sometimes 
uh, right after the first of the year with the coaches convention, um, you know, and, and with the coaching carousel, whether it be an open jobs and, and a lot of movement there, um, you know, that you could see something there or, or after the February signing day. But at Nebraska, I'm not really, I'm not anticipating anything. All right. So what does the punting and kicking situation look like here going into the fall and spring? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, William Price step is probably your punter as of now. Um, Nate, the walk-on from Lincoln Southeast is here too, right? He's a true yeah, Grant Detlefson. He, he had a good punting leg coming out of high school. We know that. Um, so maybe he'll get a look in the spring. But the kicker from Iowa Western, uh, Chase, uh, Chase Contreras. Contreras, I mean, you have to think he didn't come here just to hang out in Lincoln and and, and go to the rail yard, which, by the way, <laughs> I say that. What's, what's there to do there? <laughs> loosely. Um, but uh, Chase Gutierrez, he's coming here to be a starter. I mean, I, I think he's going to get a great opportunity. And then Matt Walduck, um, I mean, Barrett Pickering, what do you guys put the odds on Barrett Pickering being a starter? I would be surprised if he came back. I mean, I think the thing about kickers is reliability is as important as anything about that position, and he's not reliable. They can't count on him. I mean, he hasn't been healthy, and even going back to his freshman year, uh, inconsistency plagued him uh, and towards, until he kind of finished on a high note at the end of that year. And so, I mean, talking about a guy that still has, what, two more years of eligibility remaining, three maybe, uh, I just I don't see it. I think that they're probably going to try and find a better option, and uh, I don't think it's going to be that hard to do it. Well, at the very least, we know that they want to create some some more competition and, and some more depth there after what happened. I mean, shoot, they went through <laughs> how many kickers? Six kickers Six. or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, with, with Chase Contreras, who was just named, I think, second team junior college All-American, um, you know, I, I think that that's going to be that's going to be tough um you know there's going to definitely be a battle there and, and I would be surprised if if he was not the guy that, that ended up taking home that job all right so do you think coming into the spring and fall will the will, will the coaches have a real open quarterback competition I mean I think we're gonna be talking about that a lot from now until then um I think there's some things we don't know did Martinez have a surgery of any kind? Is it minor? My read is if he did have a surgery, it's minor. Um, but would he be limited at all in the spring? Um, that's something we don't know um, officially. And hopefully we'll talk to Coach Frost on Wednesday to get some of that answered. But um, there's no doubt. I mean, there is no doubt it's going to be open. Adrian Martinez did not do anything to the point where you're like, no, no matter what, he's the guy. He's the starter for a third year. They are definitely going to have an open competition. Yeah, I would certainly hope so. But it's also – uh, a delicate situation in the fact that you have a two-year starter who's a team captain uh, and all of a sudden you're going to say your job's up for grabs that might ruffle some feathers um, which you know, I don't think is necessarily the worst thing but uh, you know that sometimes that that can create some some unnecessary or some unwanted drama uh, within your locker room uh, we saw that in previous years I mean the, the whole Tommy Armstrong fiasco with with Riker Fife and all that stuff I mean it, it's 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 hard with quarterback in particular just because um, how they're respected and um, responded to in the locker room is so important that um, you know if you shuffle that up uh, you know you're probably going to maybe upset some people. So I think that this, this spring, they need to be um, you know, very cognizant of that and make sure they do it the right way to where you know, they're either um, not just giving Adrian the job and providing competition, but also not saying, hey, you know, Adrian, thanks for, thanks for your service. Good luck wherever next year. <laughs> well, to, to play devil's advocate a little bit off that, I, I think you could also create a little bit of drama if there wasn't a, a serious competition too. You know, if it was 
um, you know, his job and, and uh, everyone else was competing for the backup role. I, uh, I, th- I think it would be wise to, you know, have it be at least competitive um, and, and, and allow, you know, some of those guys to have an opportunity to at least say or, you know, prove that, that they should be in a competition for that number one spot. So uh, that's what I'm kind of anticipating. All right, Grace, we got time for two more. What do you have? All right, so while I have one for Robin here, after seeing about a month of Husker basketball, uh, have you seen any improvement? And where would you say they're going to end up at the end of the year record-wise? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think, that, again, the, the improvement has been in bits and pieces. Uh, the number of games where they've played a you know, full two halves of quality basketball, few and far between, but uh, I think you've seen some some glimmers of guys kind of starting to come into their own and find roles. Um, Hanif Cheatham, I think, is probably the highlight of the season so far. Uh, he was named to the all-tournament team in the Cayman Islands, and I think he's averaging about 17 points per game over his last five or six games. And so he's been the one kind of uh, stable force in a, a very unstable lineup. Uh, and then the emergence of Thor Year, Thorbjorn Arson. Uh, I mean, that's probably as good of a feel-good feel story as you're going to find to where, I mean, he started against Creighton, um, you know, albeit for some other reasons, but, uh, you know, he's been averaging double figures the last few games uh, and has really uh, made the most of a difficult situation when, uh, you know, there was speculation uh, that he wasn't even going to be around. Uh, now here he is as a, a key cog in that rotation. And uh, I think, you know, you see flashes from the young guys too. Um, you know, Ivan has shown flashes, Kevin Cross has shown flashes. Uh, and so I, you know, Cam Mack has, has certainly played well despite some of his issues. But I think long story short is uh, you got to find your glimmers of hope in a season that's not going to have a lot of them. All right, final question. All right, so I know you all are dads, um, but have you ever tried White Claws before? <laughs> I have tried one. I What, really, fla- what flavor? The black cherry. Is okay. it, so I, I got a little crazy at Hy-Vee one day and <laughs> – um, was doing my Sunday thing, and you know, you know what? Wheeler has talked all about White Claw or other internal. I'm going to try. Um, I'm going to get a six pack of this, um, and I did not care for it that much. So I've got five, and I I told Gra- I told Grace or Allie, you guys are both of age. I go, yep. I might be donating my White Claw to you guys because I don't know if that's going to be gone anytime soon. Yeah, I've had it. I've had several of them, uh, and. Party boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a nice little break if you're, you know, tired of beer and you want something different. Um, you know, I, I like them better than like the, the Natter Days. I think those are too sweet. Mm. So I like uh, it's, it's not overly sweet. And uh, I think it's, it's a good, good break, uh, but only only in, in small. S- yeah, small doses, doses. Small doses. Yeah, I, I've had them too. I, I feel like it's more of a summer drink, maybe for me at least, uh, every now and then. But what, what what do you mean? I know your dads. Yeah. We're, yeah, old, what, we're old dads. Yeah, what's that supposed it's to mean? It's kind of so, like a, it's a newer trend, I oh, guess. Oh, okay. So we're not up on the new trend. We just get Maybe more particular not. with our drink selections. Okay. Yeah. I become like a scotch drinker. I mean, mm-hmm. a, See, a good scotch is... <laughs> bourbon and IPAs for this guy. Yep. And, and I remember you told us Coors Light was like living high in the hog for yeah, you, Yeah, that, that's like <laughs> fancy beer for college students. Corey, like Bush Light's kind of the standard, or is it even below it's Bush even Light? It's even below. It's like Natty Light or stuff like that. All right. Just a headache <laughs> in a can. Yep. <laughs> Basically water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk recruiting uh, with Nate Klaus. As we got plenty to talk about, we'll spend our next two segments on Husker recruiting. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.